1: Welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night I'm Gavin with me, I have Grizz, Keith and Shawnee And on tonight's show we're going to look back at Liverpool 1-Chelsea 1, 1 We're going to look at the lineup, which may have been a bit of a surprise to some We're going to look at the red card in the game, um, which was a fair, was it not? There's been a lot of debate over that And of course we're going to look at the window closing as well on Tuesday at 11pm um, Loads more in between as well Um <sighs> Where we start, where we start, we'll start on the lineup. We'll start on the lineup, um, Shawnee. I'm going to come to you first. Um, he, the lineup, um, which I can put up on screen for you. Um, I had to surprise you, Shawnee. You now, like uh, I know there was rumoured lineups and stuff like that, but that surprised me when it came out. I'm being honest.
2: Yeah, the only one I was surprised with really was the inclusion of Elliot. Um, I didn't think that Klopp would put him in there and. Such a big high stakes game because yesterday was a game of a uh, big boy football. You know what I mean? It's two of the best teams in Europe playing against each other, and in these type of games, as we saw yesterday and how it played out, the, the fine margins and the little details in these games can be the difference between getting a draw, being beaten, or, or winning the game. So I, I was surprised that he went with Elliot. I thought it would have been more of a tried and trusted, probably Kate in there because he had played well in the last two games or Thiago even as he was kind of building him up because I know Thiago played 90 minutes against uh, Aston Villa in the behind closed doors game and he comes on then towards the end of the Bournemouth game so I was thinking maybe he was looking at having a midfield three of Thiago, Fabinho and Henderson on that right right hand side which has been sort of the go-to midfield in, in the bigger games uh, Elliot starts and to be fair It's a start on Merit because he was absolutely superb against Burnley. Um, And I don't think he let himself down, to be honest. I think he played very well. I think um, he had a good game. I think he handled uh, the situation in the game very well. And again, I just have to say I'm absolutely blown away by the kid, not by his football. But the maturity he spoke with in his interview after the game, it's like this kid is coming on leaps and bounds every time we see him because, you know, he was getting into a little bit of stuff on social media and the stupid haircuts. He was a kid, you know what I mean? Mm. It's, he seems to be growing really rapidly, as not only as a footballer, but as as a man. So, um, yeah, he comes in, he doesn't do himself any really. I think he probably upsets the balance on the left-hand side of uh, the the team because I don't think Henderson had his best game. I don't think Robert was very good, and I don't think Mane was great. As opposed to the other side, I think the right hand side functions really, really well with Harvey Elliott in there. He seems to have a really good understanding of Mo Salah already, which has become apparent over the last two games. So, uh, Bobby was always going to come in for the big game. I think Klopp fancies Bobby in the big games. The ball retention is pressing, and he done that really well in the first half. He he was everywhere at, at times, so I wasn't surprised to see Jota come out. Not, not because Jota hasn't been great, I just feel that. In those big games, I think Bobby is the one that uh, Klopp really trusts.
1: Chris, he, Elliot starts, and it, it is a surprise for me. Although he's been really good when he's played, you know, and with, with a small, small sample size, let's be honest. But I think, and, and someone said in the chat there, the surprise um, was that they moved Henderson, you know, and and they, made, they put Henderson out to the left hand side, and that's that's why it, it was a bit strange to me because I think Kate has done really well in that position. And to to move Kate to out to take Kate out for Henderson, I couldn't understand why they just didn't put Henderson on the right hand side and, and let Elliot play off the left hand side. He, it seemed to affect both sides of our midfield. You know the sort of way. And, and the Firmino one for me, I didn't expect him to start because I thought they were I thought they were managing him and you know bring him back. And, and I know where Shani's coming from. Like you fancy him in the big games, but I was very shocked that Jota didn't start.
3: Um. Yeah, I was shocked. Jota didn't start, I was shocked. Elliot started. But but Jürgen Klopp is when he puts a faith in a play, when he puts faith in a player, he, he really puts faith in a player. Doesn't matter what, what level of game it is. And as Sean says, this was a this was a big boy game. And Elliot we we spoke about it last week. Um he was playing against, like physically, he was playing up against big boys last week. This week, he was playing big boys in terms of levels as well. Um, and he didn't look out of place, in my opinion. Um, I think the thinking behind Henderson and Fabinho, yeah, he kind of shoehorned Henderson in because he had to bring in Fabinho because he felt Fabinho's aerial presence of protecting the back. The two centre backs sort of they created a shield in front of Lukaku. I think that probably was the tactical thinking behind it. Uh, and Henderson six foot plus as well. Um, fucking saying that we, we they scored from a set piece in the end, but but um, but the thinking that was the thought process I'd say. Um, but Fabinho looked very sluggish, um, and Henderson didn't look comfortable playing on that left obviously the highlight of his uncomfortableness was when he was found in the box in the first 20 minutes or something, was it? Yeah. When he had a good chance. So yeah. um, Overall, uh, even Robertson bringing back Robertson, obviously you you bring back Robertson. If he's fully hundred percent fit, he's he's one of the first names on this team sheet, but even Robertson wasn't himself. So yeah, that left side kind of totally killed us. I think that was, that was the the disappointing thing for me anyway.
1: Yeah. I just uh, like, it's not hindsight for me. I, I, I did look at the side and I just thought it looked a bit unbalanced <laughs> to start with. I understand getting certain players on the pitch. I can understand the Firmino one because he's, we said it, he, he'll come and he'll sit on on whoever, uh, Jorginho, Jorginho for Jorginho. argument's sake. Yeah. You know what I mean? You understand an Elliot because of the way he's played. I don't understand the Kate one. You know, I just don't. For me, I, it's just it's just a weird one. Um, but Keith, when you see him the lineup, did you think that or did you think, no, it's a, it's a good lineup that there's people there on merit? Because I did. I felt sorry for Jota and I felt sorry for Kennedy. I'm going to be honest.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's it's hard to look without using hindsight now. But when I seen the team, I didn't. I always thought Bobby was coming back into that team for the reason that, and we've said it all through last year, the year before, Bobby comes in to Klopp, trust him in these big games, and especially against the likes of Chelsea, where Jorginho dictates that play. And You need someone to see, it. and Bobby is the one who'll do that. You know, he is the, the forward that will do that and will get in amongst them. So, I wasn't really shocked. What I was shocked was Robo starting. I wouldn't have started him, that wasn't fine. So, that was I so might have said that on the midweek fix last week. I wouldn't have brought him back in because I don't, you can't be fit after getting like an injury that reeled you out that long. And he didn't look fit. I thought the left hand side, I didn't think Robertson looked fit. I think Henderson was drifting in centrally too much. Naturally, I think he just sort of drifts. And I thought sadly I was a bit woeful. So yeah, the left side I wouldn't have I wouldn't have started. I would have kept Simakas in there. Just because I think he he played well and he was warranting a game. Now if he wanted to bring Henderson in, I wouldn't have of all the positions I wouldn't have put him was the left hand side. For the fact that he's just gonna kind of constantly move in and move in, which is what he done. <laughs> Keita plays there Thiago plays there I would have played one of those players there that are used to that that gives you that balance uh, and people will listen to this and they'll say what's the difference you're a central midfield player what's the difference if you're playing on the left hand side of a midfield tree or right hand side it's a huge difference because if you look at the way Henderson plays Gav you said this for the last two years when um, Henderson does all the donkey walk for Salah he allows Trent to go forward and he does all that by slotting in and covering on that side. So I think his natural inclination is to move into his right, into his right all the time. And I think it just exposed us. But look, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. You know, I was excited to see Elliot in there. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been surprised if Elliot had been dropped out it's because we said it last week as well. You know, you play him against Burnley, you give him that taste, you give him the 90 minutes, he wasn't whipped off. And then you sit him out of this one. And you say there's other games coming up for you. Don't worry, we'll get you in to play him again in this. I thought it was a, a great um great show of uh, support by Open Club for Harvey Elliott. I think it's put a few lads on their toes now. I think yeah, I think those players in that squad that might have expected to come in. I think look, I think we all would have thought in this midfield would have been Fabinho Henderson and either Tiago or I didn't think it would have been Harvey Elliott, but look. He's thrown a spanner in there and I thought Elliot had done very well. Mm -hmm. Sean, you said he links up really well with Mo Salah and Trent on that right-hand side. I think he's getting used to playing a new position, Harvey Elliot, because what I found was the problem sort of with him there, Mo Salah is not a wide player. Mo Salah is cutting in all the time. and I think Harvey was maybe getting into some positions similar to Mo Salah. I think he just needs to maybe learn um, that a slight adjustment to where he's going because I thought they were sort of occupying similar positions yesterday. I don't think there was enough width. Um, we don't get width out of Mo Salah. We, we don't get width out of Jordan Henderson. I'm not saying Henderson would have been over there giving us that that width threat. I just felt that there was maybe on each other's toes a bit. But Elliot will learn from that. That's it. That's it. You know they're the European champions. That's not a bad um, game to get your you know, your feet under the table in this team. And so look what I thought Elliot done well. Hindsight so is a wonderful thing, but I genuinely would have started to ahead of Robertson because I just didn't think Robertson would be fit and I looked it in the game. Mm.
1: Um, super chat here from uh, Govendor, I'm going to just call you because there's loads of letters and numbers. Um, he said Elliot was absolutely class and has made Trent tuck inside loads more. And um, that looks like it's being worked out on the training ground. Yeah, and there's, there's probably a point there when you think, why yeah. is he shifting Henderson? But if he's going to play Elliot, why move Elliot to the left when he's he's done all his work in pre-season and stuff on that right side of a tree so it was just it was one of those but um I'm sure there's loads of people in the chat were bang happy that he, he started um oh, I was with though. I thought I thought Fabinho would come in simply because of that like great said the protection for the back the back, the center halves after all the media stuff around Lukaku for the last week or so um and I just thought Jota in a game where I understand the Firmino thing, but we we spoke about Jota last week. He doesn't get overly involved, works hard, works hard, pressing machine, doesn't get overly involved, but he's always there, bang, you know, goal, shot on target, and I think that's something we, we badly missed yesterday. Although Firmino, up until probably five minutes before he went off, done okay. But I just thought in a game of fine margins, um, and you want someone a little bit clinical. I thought maybe Jota was was the shout, but look, he went with he went with Firmino, and 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 we we all know how it worked out and stuff like that. Um, going through the game, you know, I didn't think it was a great game. I'm going to be honest. I thought there was a lot of controversy, and I thought it was it was the pace was quite good, and I thought the quality wasn't quite there throughout the game, but. You know Liverpool are well on top for me, um, and then Chelsea score. Liverpool has four shots, I think, before Chelsea scored. None, none of them on target, mind you, but they were, they were, they were probing. I thought Liverpool, and I thought something will come eventually. But Havertz gets the first goal, and Sean, I'll come back to you. Um, a lot of people saying did he mean it? Did he not? But he just does the right thing, doesn't he? Um, he makes a good run. He's not tracked. The defending is poor. You have to say who has him, and even at that the guys on the front post are around that area why aren't they watching for something like this but he does the right thing Sean, he gets a flick on it which if it doesn't go in it causes it causes trouble for Liverpool but exactly. it manages to loop over Alisson and go into the net and it's it's a good header whether he means it or not it's actually a good header for what he's trying to do
2: Yeah, I, just, I thought the lead up to the corner I thought it was a bit I don't know it just seemed a bit lazy and casual to me I think. don't think Trent gets close enough to, to Alonso quite quick enough, and I know there's a bit of um, everyone. Neville is thinking, Oh, did they go out off Trent? And it does, it, it was a corner, but I just don't think we went snappy enough to, to stop the cross. Now he does stop, he obviously gets a, a block on the cross, but it goes out for a corner, so it's not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lovely run from Havertz. Uh, he catches Robo Cold, because Robbo, Robo's yeah. the one who I think he was marking him. And like you said, it's just one of them, Gav, where you get, you get a touch on it and he look he's looking to flick it towards the back post and cause a disruption but he happens to just head it so clean that it just loops in and it's a good goal you know what I mean it, it's soft in the way the corners can see it. it's a good goal there's not an awful lot you can do about that instead of read a bit but I just think Robbo's on his toes a little bit on his heels uh, and Havertz steals a match and that's the type of player that Havertz is Havertz plays the game with the the extra couple of yards in his head and yeah it just showed he's a player who's going to really grow into himself this season, I feel, and it, it was one of them. It, it This game is always going to be won on a, a set piece or a mistake or a such moment of genius. <coughs> that's the way these games are normally, you know what I mean? It's not normally just to and fro, a slobber knocker. Not at this stage of the season, because I think at this stage of the season we were, both coaches were probably thinking, okay, well, if you don't get B here, well we're in a good position. So it's probably important you don't lose, especially for Chelsea. Don't lose away from home on the road and yeah. the, the big leagues because I think the way this season is panning out, the whoever ends up on top of the the mini league, so to speak, will will, will win the league.
1: Yeah, because you can see an awful lot of these teams, you know flat track bullying as they call it and then it comes down yeah. to that mini league and it sounds like a very obvious thing to say but we've seen teams oh, in the yeah. past where they don't quite perform that great in the mini league of that 6 or 7 or whatever it is but they could still go and win a league because yeah. they, they, they just flat track bully better than others Kyle um, Fagan says and a couple of kind of mentioned this and, and Riz, I'll come to you he reckons it was poor from Allison not to get that um, and someone else, I think it was maybe uh, Sean Swain. If I got your name wrong, no, it didn't. Sean Swain. Um, he reckons that his footwork was slow on that. Um, do you agree, Grace? He's muted.
3: I was muted. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's a difficult one to blame the keeper. Um, you know, it did to, to to us. It seemed a bit loopy. It kind of took ages to get into there, but. Um, as a goalkeeper, no I'm not an expert on goalkeeper, but when you hear commentators speak about goalkeeper situations or positioning on a corner, you try to especially if you haven't got anyone on the far post or near post you try to more cover the near post um, So yeah it was a, look I think whether he meant it or not again it's, it's not the main issue. the main issue was our our slackness and poorness in defending and organizing. We're not normally like that. We those days of conceding soft goals from set pieces were a thing of the past, and that was as easy because they only had three people in the area, and we had like sort of four in a zone, and then two, three loitering around, and um, to leave and 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 Havertz saying Havertz uh, uh, like Verner's Havert, like pretty short. Havertz is six foot plus, so to leave just a six foot plus striker in effect just around uh Was um, was awful. So yeah, I wouldn't blame Alisson, To be honest with you, I just blame the the, the, the whole group of them, the organisation around it. Mm.
1: I'm wondering how hard it is to stop anyway. If if he's tracked because he's not he's not stretching for it. You know, he's not absolutely stretching to get a flick on it. It's just a flat ball that he he, he gets a good header on, and he's not like 15 yards out. You know, it happens very very quickly. And you would some goalkeepers or some people that like um. You know, no goalkeepers better than us would say, No, he should probably move his feet a bit quicker and get across. But I think because of the angle it's at and how quick it happens, I think it's one of those where it's just it's over him before he even I know he dives, but I think it's over him and it's in it. And somebody says there, it scrapes the it scrapes the crossbar on the way down. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's it's a foot or eighteen inches below the crossbar and you're kind of going, move your feet and you get that. I think it's it's one of those. It's 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 when you're it's when you're tough when you're a kid, when you play football. Get to the front post and just get a flick on it. And you never know what will happen. It could drop at the back post or it can go in. It's one of those, and, and it's it's very simple. You don't
0: see them. You don't see them much anymore at all. No, because the near it's just, post flick on.
1: Yeah, but but it's something you're told as a as a kid. You know, I remember as a kid, like get get to the. Arsenal front post, used to deal it. Didn't get they? to the get to the front post and um, just get that get ahead on that and see where it goes. You know, and it's it's a bit like air or not air goal, but the lead up to where a penalty. When you look at mm-hmm. Mane, he just gets a flick into an area, and you know that's where it goes. But Keith, i come to you because I don't think Liverpool reacted very well to that goal. You know, I was expecting Liverpool to go, right, it's happened. Let's get back on it. But I thought we looked a bit ropey. You know, Lukaku, Lukaku turns matter very, very easily. I think it's matter, and he, he plays in Mount. And I think Mount probably makes the wrong decision. And at that stage, I think these could get a second here. And then it's really up here. Liverpool needed to kind of settle things down, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I think so. in. The the momentum of games can go like that. You know, you get a goal really out of the blue, Um a lot of people just to go back to the Havertz goal. A lot of people saying it was a fluke. He didn't mean it, but look, the it was. He's a good header of the ball, Kai Havertz. He's about six foot two. Like he's good in the air. Sean, he said he connected nice on it. So I think you know that got their tails up, and then they were driving. And look, any team I think so. Just after scoring, sometimes you can silence a crowd, and you can. Sniff blood in the water, you know. So I think you know Chelsea looked like they could have done it, but then I thought Liverpool did weather it well. I thought you know after Mount has his chance, I think Liverpool get more into it. Um, you know it's hard because there's an expectation, right? That Liverpool, you know, the crowds are back and we're going to be going in and steamrolling every team at Anfield, and it's not going to happen. You know the the there's some good teams in this league now, some really, really good teams in this league. And Chelsea went in there and for that period, I thought they looked the threat. I thought that threat died away then. Obviously what happens later on, but I thought, I I thought Chelsea probably, if they had to put their foot a bit more on the trout, could have had a bit more joy in the 10 minutes after they scored, but they didn't. Um, So I was happy enough with that. You know, I was happy, um, Liverpool did sort to of start to get into it and then start to put them under a bit more pressure and start to uh, take a, a, a hold of the game as the first half went on. Um, Chelsea are a Chelsea are a weird team, you know. In to me, like they don't really have a settled team. The next game they play, they could play Werner and Zoyech, and people would say, "Oh, that's just squad depth." You know, it's not. They're not none of them are really standing out at the moment but they do have players of a threat Uh, I think Mason Mount's one of the best young players in England I think he's absolutely excellent footballer I think he's brilliant I think he's so underrated as well for an English player it's unusual because they usually ramp them up to to 90 I think that young player is absolute quality and uh, you know I, I was worried about you know, they, we spoke about the build-up to the game, the Lukaku versus Van Dijk carry on that went on. Um, and the threat wasn't, to me, wasn't Lukaku. It was the runners-off Lukaku. Mm. And it was Mason Mount, and it was, in this instance, Cole Havertz. And you saw Chelsea starting to do it after, you know, after the goal. You saw them starting to get these lads into these positions that looked like they might cause us problems. But then I thought Airboys got in and, and made, you know... <sighs> Make let Chelsea know that it wasn't going to be that easy because I've been really impressed. I said it, um the left side I thought let us down, but we'll speak about some excellent performances later. And I'm going to talk about the center backs again because I think Joe Matip, he can get he can look like he's going to get ragdolled and then just grows into it and then just absolutely up center forwards as well. So look, let's see. Uh, the game goes on. Um, how many uh, what I mean it's 44, is it that?
1: Yeah, just on we that we get that it's on the stroke it's on the stroke at half time and I want to I want to give a mention to Mason because I thought he was brilliant yesterday yeah the whole idea of him and like he says no, it sounds like he's just a runner off Lukaku when he's a sideshow but he's actually very yeah. very, very wow. important to what he do. he holds onto very the ball so well he's strong um, like very, I think was, I it was, very, I think it was pretty, his second half yeah, first, yeah.
2: touching the first half where he rolled I think it's Matip was sensational yeah.
1: Yeah, and
2: it's it's esque Yeah, and and, yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's yeah, and, and do you know what? Was what impressed me most was when they were down to ten, and we get onto that in a bit. When he was down to ten, he has the ball over the far side, and I think I think Thiago and and maybe Mane go in and both give him a belt, and he comes out with the ball. You know, he's, he's strong, and he I think he's he's a fabulous player, Mason Mount, an absolutely that, fabulous just player.
2: Getting onto what Keith said there about about Chelsea, like one week being able to play Havertz and. Mount that's the beauty of their squad is that they not only have they got like depth in personnel but they can actually be very tactically adaptable because they could play a 4-3-3 now next week and yep. have the likes of hudson Adoy and Zoyek playing off whipping balls Small into the attack and then you have Havertz and Mount who going to operate those those spaces in between the midfield and the forward line that just where they cause havoc so them going down to 10 men didn't really deter from their game plan because yeah. they just said, "Look, we are talking about how brilliant uh, Mount is. Two shall just now, write, I'm just going to whip, I'll just whip uh, Havert here and throw on another fullback in there, into that space. And I can just let Mount do the walk of two across both. And that's what he done. So th- that will explain why, what happened happened in the second half as you're going on, but this is what we should be looking to do, Gav. That should be the blueprint. Now I'm not saying spend loads of money like Chelsea, but that's that's having a real that's having real squad That You look at City City have loads of players who just do the same thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have loads of players who just do the same thing. So that would that would be the difference I think coming to the end of the season.
1: Um well we will get on to that um in a little bit with regards to the window and stuff. But I want to go on to the 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 penalty incident then. It's right on half time and Liverpool were building up a bit ahead of a head of steam. You know, you could see Kaku, you could see Chelsea were were dropping back and they were trying to hit Lukaku in the channels and, you know, let him hold it and then look for those runners off and to try get them out even. Not not to not to up over attack us, but just get them out and, you know, get a breather, but you know, just before, the, I think it's, it might be just before or after the goal, you see a ball down to Lukaku and, and Van Dijk just swats him away and turns and plays it back into Matip and Liverpool go on the attack. And, and you could see the crowd absolutely getting up for it. But, Grizz, I'll come to you on this incident because it's, it's a good bit of play from Liverpool across the corner. It's whipped in. Mane gets a flick on it. it goes across goal. When Matip hit it up in the air, I was like, that has to be going out. And then what Mendy is doing is beyond me because he's jumping with his own defender. And then Matta hits the bar when he should score. And then it drops down as madness. But it's a penalty. There's no doubt about that, Chris. But where do you stand on the red card? Because there's been loads of people, Liverpool fans, saying, yeah, it's a red and saying no. And the vast majority of Chelsea go and look, it's a penalty. But there's no way it's a red. Where do you stand on it?
3: So, look, no, the, the the reason why we... You say we got back us, ourselves into it. I think, I think... Jota comes on. How how soon does Jota come on? I think it's about the thirty fifth. Yeah, no, he minute. comes on.
1: He comes on around around the fortieth minute I think. around the fortieth yeah, minute. It's, it's around that, yeah. He's not he's not and, on long, and he goes on a run no, into the box. Thirty three.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So literally, as soon as Jota comes in, he changes he changes the the direction or the or the pace of the attack. So Jota, we know, um, obviously, maybe not as technically as gifted. And, and and sort of aware of spaces and other players around him as Bobby. But what he has is a directness that probably Mo Salah has. I've often said it, he's quite like Mo Salah in that in terms of his dribbling style and whatnot. And he goes straight for the, for the back three. He gets the ball, receives the ball and he forces a corner. And from there, as you say, it's absolute chaos. Uh, Mane has a free header, which he probably should get on target. And then you think to yourself, is Matip going to tap that in? Because he's got such, you know, lanky legs, and you think he's going to reach in, but in ter- but instead he kind of just loops it back in the air. Alonso go- goes in with a with a um, challenge on Mendy, and then as you say, Matip looking to header in. Um, but yeah, fair play to Mane. He he gets there before Havertz. Obviously, having strikers and forwards in those positions is one of those things, isn't it? They're not going to think like a defender automatically, especially his, his face to the uh, his back to the. To the to the other way, with is coming directly at the ball, gets a toe poke. Gab, the question I posed as well on Twitter as well, and, I, and, and and I was and I wasn't trying to sort of trigger the Chelsea fans or opposition fan bases, but when was the last time we saw someone hand Bully on the line and not get a red card? Exactly. Like like That's I, it I, 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 I I Keith, I haven't I don't, I couldn't remember, and people are saying, oh my god, I couldn't remember the last time. Uh, uh, someone on the goal line handballs it and let's not we'll get to the the critical part of why he was sent off and it was quite bl- obvious and blatant not even as a Liverpool fan but any fan watching that so they talk about the deflection going onto the hand and this season it's supposed to be changed you know that that's not handball if it deflects off mm. any part of your body his
2: hand at the bar yeah thank you, so you but at the out. end
3: so what happens was he he plays uh, you guys ever played slapball we call no, it slapball no. in London no, That's what okay. it says on
0: the well, team
3: tain, does it? It's exactly that. Up against the wall, and you slap the ball, and it's like you got to play oh. on the half volley. People know a slap ball. Hand if you ball. do, give, give us a shout. You call it handball, we call know. it slap ball. But he can I mean, play slap ball. So he yeah, panics, so. ball hits in his hand, and then obviously he. it wasn't enough. The pace of the ball was such that he couldn't have just stopped it by just putting his leaving his hand there. It still would have gone over his hand. So what he does, he feels that pressure of the ball coming, and it just kind of just flips it forward, and and and, and and people criticising the, the the referee, who was even though he gave that red card was still a prick. let not not oh, away gonna get on to him. Oh, he was still a prick. So, uh, for me, it was an absolute uh, dead set handball, and near enough a dead set red card as well. For the Look very him. fact, I watched the new one. So it's the real. Oh, it Look is it the real, real. and and, lo- and loads of people are saying, Laura Duffy's like saying a, but Duffy saying but the laws jeopardy. of the game,
1: it is a red card, law twelve, you can debate whether the law is harsh, but the law is the law. Exactly. And and I sat I, I watched it with a Chelsea fan yesterday. Me and a Chelsea fan sitting <laughs> watching it. And um When he seen it when he seen it he said, Well it's a definite penalty. But what what's the, what do you think about the, the, the handball? I said do you know what? And I didn't know the rule because I'm not, I don't read rules of football. You know what I mean? I, I looked at it objectively, right? I don't sit down with the book, but I looked at it. and I said, and I said, to him, look, if he's on the line and that hits him on the, he goes to hit it with his leg. You know, he, say he goes to knee it away and miss times and it comes up onto his arm. I think that's a penalty, and I think it's a yellow card because I think he's made no. it. No, no. What I'm saying is, if he makes if he makes it an attempt to move towards that ball and hit it, and it hits his arm. It's it's not intentional, but it's this is what I thought. I'm not saying what the I know what the law and the rule is, but my, my point about, about the whole thing was, if he makes an attempt to play that ball and it comes up and it hits him, it's unintentional, but it has stopped the goal, right? So you know the VAR will come in and all this will come in, and I I personally would have looked at it and went, do you know what? It's a, it's a yellow and it's a penalty. But he can't. Right, I know he can't. Because the real the
2: real I know he can't,
1: but, Yeah, and and the referee obviously knew the real, but me looking at it then said to myself, and people said, well, his movement with his, movement with his hand didn't touch the ball. That's not the point for me. When I seen it, I seen the, the leg, the toy, I seen it going up and hitting his arm and he makes a movement as yeah. if he's trying to hit it. He actually makes... He moves his arm out into an unnatural position, as people would call it. And then it ends up and I'm looking going. And the minute I seen the ref going to the TV, um, I said to myself, he's gone. He's gone because he's going to see that movement. Now, I didn't know the rule or the law. I I was just looking at it as a football fan trying to make, you know, sense of it in some sort of rational way. And I and I said to the fella beside me, the Chelsea fan, I said, he's moved his arm. He's going to be gone. And he was like, seriously, yeah, it will happen. And it did happen. But... It's I don't know, Johnny
2: There's no double jeopardy with yeah. a handball. It's yeah. not like a tackle. It's yeah. not like yeah. a, a last ditch tackle to deny a goal-scoring opportunity. The ball is going in. The ball yeah. is going in. So it's a deliberate handball to prevent a goal. It's not even a goal scored. The goal. The ball is going in. So that's just the rules. I don't understand the hyperbole about it and say, "Oh, that's harsh." Yeah, maybe the rule is harsh. But the well, rule Emma, is Kavana-
1: Emma Kavanaugh has the exact wording, and it says, "Where a player denies the opposing team a goal." Or an obvious goal scoring opportunity by by a handball offence, the player is sent off wherever the offense occurs. Yes. So there you I, go. Don't, I, I
2: don't black and white I don't think the whole like, yeah. the narrative by Skoy and Neville. never Neville was talking about oh, I don't know. And like it's the rule. Yeah. It's the rule. They're going on about all this fairness not look, the, it was applied properly, Var was used. That's the rule. I'm sorry, Vice James, you're gone. Simple yeah, because so. Jono
1: says the movement of his arm was to give away, and that, that's why I thought of it. But we actually think about it, he, even if he hadn't moved his arm or done nothing, he was going off because it hit his arm on the line. You know what I mean? Or like if, it, if he hadn't like moved it, his
0: it, arm, like, the ball
1: goes in. Yeah, but, but, well, I don't know. It hits his arm and it's, on, it's nearly on the way out. out. Yeah, it's nearly on the way out when the, when the movement comes Then, But I'm wondering, like...
2: <coughs> so what if he, you, you deny a goal-scoring opportunity,
1: right?
2: Mm. It's a yellow card. Mm. And we get a penalty, and mm. you miss the penalty.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, that's no the, double jeopardy there. Yeah, but no, if you know I mean? sa- if he gets sent off, you see, and Salah misses the penalty, Salah misses the penalty. You know, yeah, but it,
2: yeah. That, that down to ten men.
1: Y- yeah, I, I understand you know that, that but, 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 but it'd be it'd be weird to see. It'd be weird to see, like, say, if that happened in the box, say, on the penalty spot, and the ball drops, and Reese James, or any other defender in the Premier League this season, on the
2: penalty spot, it probably wouldn't have been a red card. But because he's on but the
1: would the it have would it a penalty?
2: yeah absolutely. what
1: I mean what I mean by that is if 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 he goes to play that if he's he, changing
2: the direction of the ball by moving his hand towards the ball mm-hmm. which he did yeah then it's a penalty that's the rule. but the pro the, the reason why it was a red is because he's literally he stopped the goal he's made a sale yeah
1: he's yeah i'm just I'm, I, was, I, was, I was just trying to think of it in regards to if that's on the penalty spot and there's a bit of a scramble and he kind of puts his leg up and hits his toy and comes up and hits his arm right W- would a penalty be given. Forget the whole movement of the of his hand. Yeah would, well, because he's moving yeah. his
2: hand towards the ball.
1: Yeah. I think he is as well. I think I think when it hits his toy it goes up and I, 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 I do like, see it in the Chelsea, movement.
2: If Chelsea get that there's no there's no talking about oh why is it this, why is it that? We'd yeah. be just told that's the rule. Yeah. But that's the bias in the media towards it. And I think- you had you had you had the Muppets on match of the day. I don't even watch match of the day but I just seen articles about it all day. They have to talk about something lads. Mm.
3: I think, so I think, the, I think the fact I think, <laughs> I think Sky were actually setting us up really nicely to lose that, and they needed Chelsea to win that, and the, and the, the way the game was going, that's the way they needed the result to be, and, and that was, and because of that decision, they felt, oh, it's ruined the game, but that's not Liverpool's fault, that's Reese James's yeah, exactly. fault. Did Sky that's,
1: at any stage? Because you know me, when the match is over, I have no interest. But did Sky at any stage show? You know the way they show this three D fucking. Thing and they can go look. This is where the ref was standing when this happened. Did he? Did he have a look at the ref's position in the whole thing? Like I no, thought it, he
0: was looking straight. It was it to be
2: honest. Anthony <clears> Taylor <throat> actually called for the penalty before VAR right. because all the players surrounded him, so he didn't actually miss the decision. He looked at the camera. Then he was told the VAR. Yeah, just check there, it again. Yeah, You mm. just got a call. To yeah. check it again. Right. So that's that's the thing. The f- like oh, it, the fact we, I think we spent 10 minutes too much even talking about it, to be honest with because it's just, that's the fucking rule, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and um, Keith, i come to you, the penalty itself, because the amount of Liverpool fans I you know that are mad nervous when Salah stands over the penalty, oh, well, insane. Why not? it's insane. you insane. I can't get my head
0: around it, because I'm always nervous when Salah takes a penalty, on he hasn't missed one. Is it he because left no, no, it's not that there's some great mess left foot. He could take a penalty. I don't know if it's the way he, he takes his run and he blasts them. I yeah. think his penalties are getting not getting better, but I think when he started taking them, there was a few scuttery ones. There's a few scuttery ones down the middle. One of the and, you know, that was awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, a one. Yeah, do you know, reasons. and that's the ones that are in the ones that are in your, the are in your sort of memory. Do you know what I mean? But he doesn't miss them. He's excellent. So mm. I think we may be over the, the fear of him stepping up and taking it, but we always do have that sort of thing. 18 in a row, is it? Yeah, something like that. Ridiculous. It's it's a crazy start, and it's that's brilliant. I love that's it.
2: Fan Nistalroy numbers, like
0: yeah, <laughs> it's it's amazing. Like, whereas if you compare him to a James Milner, right? James mm. Milner. It's calm, collected, steps up. You never think he's going to miss. Salah just looks a bit more helter-skelter when he's taking them. It's the long 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 run-up, is it? I don't know. He, The long run up, but he arcs his run every time. He does a little hop and he bends his run, and then he just yeah. goes and he's placing them now. and I think he, once he's placed them, they look great. The it's the scottery he wants.
2: Yeah. Man. Yeah.
0: LSC
1: Lf- 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 Aaron says, uh, what is a foul and isn't nowadays? No idea. Uh, seems our players don't know either. Potluck. And Norman says, uh, 126 goals for Liverpool now for Salah. Incredible. It really is. It's. it's Every week we see that we see yeah. talk about how good he is. It's
2: kind but, on about the what's a foul and a, like it, it that this it's all about now letting the game flow. But it's gonna take someone to get that leg snapped now for because it's players are gonna be going in. Like yeah, did you see a man's challenge off Bonley today?
1: No, I haven't seen any football today. I was at the beach. He
2: should be locked up. He should be. In <laughs> he prison. Should be locked I'm up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not it? even joking. Ashley Barnes,
1: right? And it, in the box,
2: back. in the box, and. He two foots your man in the air in the quad, and then starts rolling around the ground like. And I am thinking, I oh, was only saying last week, I yeah, Burnley let him do what he want, but the, the story's just write themselves. You'll see it; it'll be, it'll probably be. He doesn't, it doesn't get a game for England, so they'll probably definitely bring it up on match of the day too tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mister East too. Um, he says Slapball was an East London thing back in the day, in George Mitchell's School. So there you go; Slapball is known in uh, London. Uh, as Grizz just said but look it it goes to half time there's there's uproar he he books Mendy he books somebody else it's all going off Rudiger Um, yeah Rudiger and Tuchel is on the (laughs) sideline Tuchel hasn't quite worked out how to put his hand to his mouth and talk to people he looks like he's singing a song which is another thing (laughs) to add to the reason why I don't like him but it gets to half time and you know second half overall Grizz I'll come to you Chelsea make it known what they're going to do you know, they whip Havertz and they take off... Can't they? Can't they? Can't they look injured, though? Yeah, he was injured. And they bring Kovacic on and they bring on... Um, Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva. And you know straight away, when Liverpool tip off, Chris, uh Chelsea literally just run back towards their own goal. And you knew it was coming. and We uh, start the second half. Are you, are you still confident? Look, it's against him, man. We know how good we are at the back. With regards to pinning people in, we do it all the time. You know, did you feel confident? Because I feel like I know it's against ten men yesterday, but Chelsea are very well drilled, and I think it's led on to like stuff about substitution, which we get to. But were you confident going into the start of the second half that we know what Chelsea are going to do, but we'll still go and beat them?
3: Yeah, I, look, I, I I thought the second half started off like the first half, where first fifteen minutes we just locked them up in there. Um their ch- their changes were obvious. He was never gonna he was never gonna stop playing the back three, three centre backs and the wing backs. So he brings on who I call one of the most underrated centre backs in recent times, Thiago Silva. Even at this age, he was magnificent, by the way, when he came on. It, so uh, yeah. oh, he was fucking brilliant. Um but but we, Gav, you you said that we're very solid at the back and we're very good at um, closing in teams and pressing them and not laying them out, yeah. even with eleven. So with ten, I totally expected that, um, and I totally expected us to take advantage of that. I I was very disappointed with our second half, though, very, and Jurgen Klopp's more than anyone else's, because I think I think Tuchel done what he had to do. And he made the difference at halftime, whereas our coach didn't. So whatever he told them at halftime and then sort of his lack of changes during the game when he saw that it's not working, I thought, um, yeah, I thought it was poor Gaff. I can't can't get away from it. Um, I think it was the fear of still the fear of Lukaku that kept Fabinho on the pitch Otherwise, there was no reason to keep Fabinho on the pitch. Do you remember at Stamford Bridge, lads, when a similar thing happened and they went down to 10 men? Mm. And instantly he brought on Thiago because he knew that would be the difference maker. He, he literally didn't have the balls to do it, Gav. He literally didn't have the balls or call it whatever you want. Trust in the players on the bench. Maybe he thought Thiago was not up to full speed yet. Whatever the reasons are, he didn't he didn't change it enough especially after that initial burst that we had of fifteen minutes yeah. where we, we, we took a few shots and that's Rain another shot thing. In on
1: them, yeah.
3: yeah but that's that's another thing. Be, I was bemused at why we stopped taking shots. Like suddenly we stopped taking shots and we tried to go through them. Um, whereas they were as you said backed up on their penalty area. Yeah. And the likes of Henderson, Fabinho, Virgil should have taken more shots. Um, so yeah, I think we totally ran out of ideas. And energy. Worryingly, yeah. energy is well in that second half. Yeah, it's...
1: I felt it was frustrating. You know, Salah's ball into Jota. Unbelievable. The outside of the boot, and he spins it in over Thiago Silva's head. And, and Jota should do better. And Jota knows that. He gets too much on the header. We have a couple of shots from... There's one from Henderson that's close, one from Van Dijk, Cabinio. forces a save. Fabinho. You know, and, and there's a couple of scrambles when we get down the left-hand side and the right-hand side. But overall, it's hard. shiny like... You have to give Chelsea some credit. The forty-five minutes at Anfield with ten men, and I know they've got a good team, and I know they've got players. But you have to give them credit in that second half because I felt, I felt frustrated by Liverpool, and I thought Chelsea were. You knew what? Like Chelsea were looking at this from the very start. Chelsea were going there and taking a draw. There's no fucking doubt about it in my mind. The way they set up, and the way they looked to counter. But even if you look at Chelsea defensively in that second half, Shawnee, and not on top of that, Kovacic has a good chance. The Kaka was a really good chance it was blocked by Matip, I think. I thought I, You have to get yeah. them credit, Sean. I thought they were excellent second half.
2: Yeah, they were good. Look, they, they funneled us into the spaces where they wanted us to go and we, we never really made them uncomfortable, I don't think, because, look, anyone can have pops from range. We didn't get in behind at all. I don't think... That's, that's my problem with this squad that we have at the moment. Jotter, Jotter, obviously, you have Jota to come in off the bench at a later stage but due to Bobby's injury he comes in so we their approach is kind of the same but it, it's it's too predictable. They just funneled those down the side and said look they're gonna whip in balls and we'll deal with them all day and that's the way they that's that's the way they did it. And they still had that trick on the counter because Alonso was still a marauding down the left hand side. And Lukaku yeah. was still operating in those channels. They knew they,
1: knew they they knew, knew Alonso was their out-ball because Trent was going to push inside and Absolutely. try to try, um, so, it. And experience. we were
2: timid, Gav, we were timid because of that. And I agree with Grizz because I think he leaves Fabinho on as an insurance policy when he should kind of go for it a little bit more. Like, the the, the standard that this Liverpool team has reached from the club. Even at home, you expect us to go and win every home game, no matter who we're playing. You expect us to go and have a go and win every home game because that's what we've more or less been like. Let's be honest. Far last year when there was no fans there, but we were very predictable, very lethargic. I think Klopp was a little bit too conservative in terms of the their substitutions. Like, this is my issue, Gav Minamino's excellent in pre season. Yeah. actually. Ch- Chamberlain is excellent in pre-season, but when it comes to game time, Klopp has no faith in them. He didn't go, and he didn't bring them on, and they both give you something different because Minamino can make runs in behind and get it, and he comes short and he drags player players out of spaces. Chamberlain has a has a crack on him. Chamberlain is a player who can get the ball out of his feet and have a crack out from everywhere. You look at at Burnley last year; he can occupy spaces and get the ball out and snapshot and cause havoc. Tiago is more of a conductor, someone who creates chances for you to get in behind. But we just played for it. We played in front of Chelsea for forty-five minutes. I thought we were very timid. Uh, I don't think we were as ruthless as we would have liked him to be. I don't think the subs are great. I don't know why he takes off. You can't tell me he's managing minutes because you take a rubber off at eighty-two. What what's eight minutes going to do when the fellas go? He's going to go and play one hundred and eighty minutes for Scotland. And anyway, in the next two weeks, honestly, I, I just don't get it. Like And this is my point. If Klopp doesn't trust these players, then why are they being kept around? Because there has been offers for them, obviously. So they're no use to us, Gab, Because yeah. they've been performing. It's not like that they're no good. Because Minamino was very bright in pre-season. And like I said, Ox was also very bright in pre-season. Origi's not even on the bench, but I've no issue with that. Because, to be honest with you, I've had enough of Origi just coming on and slogging it around for... 20 minutes at the end of a game, to be honest with you. I think he's past the sell boy date. So I think this is where the hold-up will be with us this season. And the, the we have options, and it does look like the squad, that, but there's nobody there to really change the game, if you get me. Mm. If Firmino was out and it's Jota coming in, that's the oh. only way. We need somebody to supplement Mane, to supplement Salah, Either in the wide, wide areas because they just have a, they weren't able to unlock them yesterday, and we are very very predictable. And for me, it's a massive opportunity missed, and it's two points dropped.
1: Chris, I, I want to come to you because we're going to talk about the substitutions in a bit more detail, and I want to tie it in with the whole window closing on Tuesday, because. I think there's something in it, and I think a lot of people have reacted to yesterday's game. We we need this, we need that, and that's that's understandable. You know, that's what happens when, when you don't win a game, you get an awful lot of reaction. But tied in with the substitutions and the, I suppose the the window closing on Tuesday, kind of amplified that. But I want to go back to something that has been building over the last week, and it was it was Romelu Lukaku and um, Virgil Van Dijk, and. Romelu Lukaku was being spoken up as the man that was going to destroy Virgil van Dijk he was going to run over him, he was going to do this he was going to do that I didn't see any of that yesterday Chris I didn't see any of that yesterday he, he looked to me like the Romelu Lukaku that left England a couple of years ago and now he's back that's exactly what he looked like to me
3: yeah look no I think he's a far better player um, than the one that left but, exact same player no he's, he's, a, he's, a far, he's a far better player
0: yeah, was. He was a good player the last time. He was a good player the last time, oh, but no, he just
3: no, disappears in games
2: and he will disappear no, well, in games uh, this season. Yeah, well. I think yeah, the, media let, the media let Lukaku down because nobody dominates Virgil and Matip. So that was, was gone out of no. the window.
3: From... I was just going to say, absolutely spot on. Um, he was he was up against, and I've said it before, the best centre-back pairing <laughs> in, in world football when they're fit. I've said it. There's no two there's no centre back pairing in world football. That's better than Virgil van Dijk and, and and Matip. And both are used to playing um physical strikers like him. I you asked me directly about Virgil Gavin and Virgil was imperious. Like the beauty of Virgil is that he makes it look easy. That's the beauty of him when it's not even easy. So that's so that's um that's Virgil out of the way. Like he was never going to get the better. You may there was one on the right hand side where Virgil trips or something, or you know he t- he gets he, he gets a turn on him, which he will he will get a turn on 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 a centre back. I think he I think he was clever in, in in how he, I think Tuchel used him cleverly. He knew the focus would be on Virgil, uh, right. sorry Lukaku, and that's why when they did have ten men eleven men, the space was there for Havertz and. Um, the Mount, the other player. So I think his coach used uh, Lukaku very well, very cleverly. Lukaku himself, um, obviously, we won't know how the game would have been with eleven men. But I thought he was a threat when they had eleven men. Um, I thought there was a couple of chances. There was a couple of times where he turns Matip. Matip tries to do, uh, gets the tries to get the ball before him. But um, but in the second half, it was a, it was a walk in the park for our lads. Um, and, and as you say, on one-on-one situations with Matip as well, um, Matip showed his absolute quality. But, but as far as a striker goes, in terms of playing up against two elite centre backs, I, I don't think Lukaku done bad, or it, was, it didn't look bad, or he wasn't sort of a disaster. I think he done what he could, what he tried, and obviously it was an impossible task. As, as, as I think mm-hmm. Sean says, you don't get the better of Virgil Van Dijk even with eleven men. Against with ten men, you have got no chance. I he's just kind maul
2: ninety five percent of the centre backs in the league. Like he'll maul Ruben Diaz when they play him. He'll maul John Stones. He'll maul them. That's why they will maul the
1: goalie. Well, Sam Candy asks, will he'll the media build the up a versus Ruben Diaz when they play each other? Yeah, you know,
2: that's why. Like you just this, this is how good these two lads are at the back. They were never like this. This was a like this. This was Sky trying to create. Like, I thought I was bleeding Josh Joshua fighting Tyson Fury the way they were going on all week. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was expecting Eddie Hearn to bring the match ball out. That's Paul, the way they are building Tony, up. Yeah, a Frank Warren production at Anfield at half yeah. five on a Saturday. Like, it would they this is what they do, lads. They give these the big build ups. Never Red Monday United Liverpool. Here, yeah. the, the worst game I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he was never going to get any change out of either the boys. Never. No. And that's not a slight on Lukaku He will maul 95% of the centre-backs in that league That's just well, He's a, up against the two best There's
1: that's a couple the way of, it is There's a couple of super chats in here um, From Aaron He says For me Henderson at left centre midfield didn't work Either play him as a DM or right centre midfield Or play Kate instead I got onto Keita in a second um, Let me see I think MDT uh, He's going on about Trent's handball Against Newcastle and Man City Yeah um, I know the Man City you when you're talking about. Um, as in Mahmoud, and um, I'm going to put this up on the screen. Sorry, give me one second. Um, it's a long one, so I want to read it out because it's something we're going to come to in a minute, alright? But he says, when will the Liverpool fans punzers put real pressure on FSG to back our manager? We continue to fall for FSG propaganda. A day or two left and to back him or we live in regret. Um, I'm going to get on to that in a minute because I want to see what way people are feeling on that. And, you know, Without being completely ridiculous one way or, or the other. There is a conversation around what we need in the summer and how we'll feel on Tuesday or Wednesday morning if, if nothing <laughs> happens in the winter. Um it, yeah, it's it's we will see. We'll absolutely see. Um so Grace, I come to you. I didn't think this was real, <laughs> but just told me it was. Um someone belonging to Kate are having a right go because he didn't start the other day or yesterday. Um, what did you make of that? Because it's it's becoming very frequent for me. I was you know, just going to say it's yeah. becoming very frequent say, now, where you see representatives or family or thing like literally throwing their you know throwing their t- 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 around about this player or that player starting, and I don't think it helps anyone. Mostly, probably Naby Keita, to be honest.
3: No, it doesn't. But it, it, you're right; it, it's becoming prominent. Um, I don't think it's his agent per se, like his play agent I think it's some is one of his managers for Nabi um, kade
0: whatever does that
3: means what does that mean okay no, yeah mate. so I think he's yeah an ext- extended mate you could say probably but obviously from his party from his side from you know his connection not even not even sure probably poor Nabi knew anything about it but yeah it doesn't help anyone um but these players these agents these these reps are becoming more and more prominent in the game, have more and more say, have becoming more and more powerful. So it's one of those things that either the player tries to control himself or they'll just carry on doing it until a manager calls them out. There's nothing more to it, I think. You know, Jürgen Klopp won't probably ever get to hear about it. So I don't think we should even discuss it really as well. I don't th- Honestly, I don't think Jürgen Klopp will get to Jürgen Klopp's desk that, XYZ said something about Navigator should have started or Klopp's letting him down. I think he said or something, or his fault or something.
1: Yeah, I want to move on to the subs, right? Because I think the subs ties in well, so I'm going to use the substitutions yesterday to tie into the window closing. All right, and we, we'll do another ten minutes or so before we head off. And Keith, I come to you because he, he's enforcing the change in Jota. All right, for yes. for Firmino, um, I think the Henderson someone. I think it makes sense because you know Henderson hasn't played a lot of football and it's midfield and although we're on top still a lot of running to do back and forwards because it was a kind of end to end game at times when Chelsea managed to get out. And then like Sean said earlier he makes that change Robertson on 82 right in a game. Now if that was 11 against 11 I'd say you know what he's making that change Robertson's running now a bit of steam it's end to end Chelsea are threatening you know it makes sense but there's 10 minutes to go, Keith, were we're literally on top of this game. We're all over them, right? bar the odd um, excursion up the pitch every every couple of minutes by Chelsea. But overall, we're, we're on top for me. And when I look at the bench there, I go, right, he has no Rigi, probably because he's gone with Jota as his forward. But he has Oxlade-Chamberlain there, and he has Keita there, and he has Minamino there. And he could have put either of them three on for me. He could have put Ox on because we're taking shots. He likes a shot, right? Yep. And he likes to get into those little half spaces and get try to get by people and get to the byline and stuff. Keita can go by a person, can see a pass. We've seen it, okay? Um, Minamino, tight situation, you know, low center of gravity. That's what I was th- I was thinking Minamino. I was actually thinking Minamino would be the sub because when you're seeing the action going on around the box and the you know little intricacies around the box and trying to get in different places, I thought maybe he'll do that. But he put, he does Simakasson, and, and I... Immediately, I thought the situation in the game, the way it is, I thought that's a strange one for me, Keith. And I looked at the bench and went, he doesn't fancy any of them. And then on top of that, I'm thinking, is that a kind of a message he's sending? I'm not too sure because you know the way it is now. Everything's a message. Everything's a, a, another another. There's another angle to everything you do. What did you make of it? And do you think that do, do you think there's a trust issue there? Because when I looked at it yesterday, I did think. It's somebody with that little spark you need in around the box, something like that, and he didn't go with it.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, yeah, the Jotter one happens early, it's enforced, we know that. Mm. That would have happened, obviously, later. Some um, the hand of someone, again, I can understand, because the midfield needed legs, and I think when you're you're set up against a block with Chelsea, and I'll say this, I think Chelsea are, if not the best one of the best teams in the world to adapt with losing a, a player like that. You know, they just put, they sent set five across their back. They had defensive-minded midfielders in front of them and it will come and break us down. The, obviously, we're going to be going on a lot side to side. Henderson, I think, only looked more comfortable going in. So I could understand him getting the hook. Maybe would have done it earlier, but look, that's, that's just me. The last one, the Simicast one, Minamino, I think, has a little bit of goal and a little bit of craft, but I don't know if they trust that he's physical enough to go up there against um, Azpilicueta yeah, so. and Thiago Silva and Andreas Christensen, you, you know, we would have got the big, big lads. So maybe it was a physicality thing. Nabi Keita and Ox could have gone on there as well. The left side was the troubling side for me for the whole game. I thought we were so poor on that left side. Mm. Um the Simicast one, I said I would have started him, but to put him on an 86, the only thing there is, right, we're going to just lash a few crosses in. That's, that's it. That's telling them what we're going to do. We're, we're not going to try and, you know, if you bring in Naby Keita, you, he's going to try and ground the ball in the sort of half space between the midfield and the attack and try and slide something in. Right? That's what Naby Keita will, do. will Put pressure on their sort of back line and their midfielders more so.
1: Yeah, but he won't do it from a, a central midfield spot. No, he could do it from the left hand side. Yeah, he, sort he, of he kind of tries to go onto the corner of the box and make things happen.
0: Yeah, he could have done that. And we know Oxley Chamberlain is going yeah. to get it and he's going to just have shots. I thought our tactic was to have shots at him because if you notice, Mendy, he palms a lot back into play. But it saves. You know what I mean? Like, I was like that, like that, they're, they're doing this, they're taking these shots. When Virgil's hitting one from 35 yards and we're hitting these shots, he says, this is a tactic that we're going to, we're going to start hitting them because this fella, he pans a lot back into playing them. He just stopped it. So look, I think they, when it came to the last saw, but it was clear. It's right. He's got a good delivery. Simicas says, he put one on the shot his head in the last game. Yeah. And we're going to just try and put crosses in and that's our tactic. And I think it was the wrong tactic. But you can probably yeah, understand, wrong. you know, hindsight again is a wonderful thing. If he pops up and puts one in on someone else's head, it's a great sub. But I just think, you know, it's Jordan Klopp is not great at making subs, in my opinion. Um uh, I think he's over there. Shani touched on about squad trust. People are talking about, you know, uh Oh, sign, so sign, so sign. So there's no point having 28 players. Jürgen Klopp only uses a handful of them. He only done it at Dortmund as well. and He, he doesn't want big squads. He doesn't want loud squads. He doesn't want a lot of players. So There's no point so having hard. these lads if you're not going to play them. Yeah, so have
3: you, ones so have ones that you're gonna play them.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Trust them. Do you know what I mean? Get rid of if you're getting rid of Shakiri and you're what's what's the point of having Divok Origi's too too loyal to these players, is my point I'm getting at. You know, he's too loyal. I don't think we move Origi on. I think Origi's there till his contract runs out. I think Minamino, Like if they could move him out, they'd move him out because I don't think he's physical enough. But I just think Jordan Klopp. Yeah, if they can't move the out, I don't think he's ruthless enough. I don't think can he ever was. Even with Dortmund, I don't think he was ruthless enough. Like Jeff, he, can when, I, can when 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 Jeff. what's his name Kagawa went to Manchester United, he, he spoke about you know how emotional it was and this that then he took him back with open arms and tears were flowing and all that. Like he's very very loyal to his players to the point that he's probably too loyal. I oh, wouldn't have yeah, selected the team. He selected wouldn't be any.
2: loyal to them if he had players of quality to replace them with. Mm. That's the way I always see it.
0: Sorry,
1: go on, Chris. You wanted to jump Not in. Not loyal to Bobby.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was pretty much similar. Yeah. I was gonna say, look, we keep hearing and we keep saying, even ourselves, between ourselves. We've been we've been chatting about his loyalty and and how he works with a small squad and how he likes it, the unity and the team bonding and spirit. But then who's to blame? Because there will be a blame eventually if not enough, is done to plan ahead. So no one is doubting, and we've said it before, no one is doubting the quality of this 13, 14 players. There's no doubting we are probably favourites along with City and Chelsea. Maybe maybe a bit less than them, but I wouldn't say much. We're We're, we're all on a level now, right? Because not only did those two teams finish ahead of us, they enhanced their squad they
2: didn't even
3: further. So again, City and, uh, sorry, Chelsea and Chelsea didn't. Man United, Chelsea, sorry. Chelsea, yeah. yeah, Chelsea didn't. Sorry, Chelsea didn't. But but they showed yesterday that the Schiezers had a pre-season with them on top of the ending to them, ended up European champions, and blah, blah, blah. Forget the other teams. Let's talk about ourselves. If we're going to continue saying, oh, he's loyal to these players, there's no point bringing in players that, um, you know, bring, there's no point in bringing in players because he's loyal to the ones he's got. I don't see where that takes us. Like, yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Where does that take us?
2: If he's loyal to players, he's picking them, putting them on. So, loyal, trust is a part of loyalty. So, he's not that yeah. loyal if he hardly trusts them. So, he's, he's loyal so, so, because he, he's... What's he keeping the lads around because they're going to earn a wage because he doesn't want the lads out of pocket? I don't so, get it. So, he called... So he could he already, does...
3: Yeah, but he called Origi a game-changer during the week. <laughs> Did he? Yeah.
2: Did he really? Yeah. yeah but he, so he
3: calls yeah. Origi a game-changer. Probably changing and the game no on PlayStation card. at home because yeah. he wasn't he in says, the open he, 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 he asked, look, this is going to sound like an a, a, a anti-clock run. Maybe it is. Um, I don't care. But he called Ox. He he called out a journalist and said, "Name me, name me a skill set that our midfield doesn't have. I'm paraphrasing. That's what he meant. He meant like, if you want us to bring in a midfielder, name a skill set that our midfielder doesn't The dynamism of Ox, he, he he suggested, or the returning of Nabi and the control he brings to us. Neither of them were used and even looked like coming on against 10 men when we absolutely should have pushed on for three uh, three points, as opposed to bringing on Thiago, who played deeper. Let's not forget, when he came on, he played deep. Literally next to Fabinho, um, and then Simicast as the other as the other change. I just think, who do we ask the question to? Because obviously we've seen loads of FSG, but FSG, FSG, FSG. But I'm beginning to believe it's a collective. It's a combination of two. We can't just blame FSG, and obviously we can't just blame. There is, you know, there is a, a situation here developing. If we don't bring in anyone, that for example, let's say Bobby's out for four or five weeks with his hamstring injury, where what, what what are we left with options wise? If if a couple of them are, do actually go to internationals or whatever and come back, what are we looking at maybe if they do get called up to internationals Kai, and get an injury? Kane Garden,
2: Kane Garden. What,
3: what, what we are we court. looking at? So we're we, looking, so looking, so looking at the three that are left me there, me there, and me you're
1: me looking at diva Corrigi. Minamino. That's what you're looking at, but. I th- I th- it's a mad one, like, because
3: it's a mad one, Gaff like, I like, agree, like, but like, it is. People, it's, people it's are
1: asking, like, people have asked all summer, and they've asked me, like, they haven't asked me, I've given me opinion, and I've said, mm. I've said a centre back, a midfielder, and a forward. And, you know, people have said, people have asked me, well, if they don't do anything by, by Tuesday, what do you think? I, I still think Liverpool win the league, um, but I don't think they can do it in multiple competitions with the squad we have I think we've enough there to get away in certain games with the players we have um, to go and win a league title I've no doubt about that um, but when I look at when I look at what we have and and you make a good point you know if if Firmino's out for four or five weeks we're literally down to three because I don't I stop oxlade ah Cam- listen, listen Oxlade-Chamberlain has nice. been touted as a fucking right back before the start of the season that's being and, silly now you know and, the, and then Oxlade-Chamberlain oxlade- oxlade- you know Hasn't played an awful lot of football up front for Liverpool. There's a reason for that because he's not. So
2: why didn't he bring why didn't he bring Oxley Chamberlain for uh, for Mane yesterday and push Jota? Why didn't play Ox as a false nine?
1: Yeah, which yeah. Same so
2: we said. Same we said. But it's before what Bob said he's
0: a false
1: nine. Before we got one word answers, um, and then I want um, I'm going to give you a question. Um, looking at Tuesday, right? So man of the match, one word, please, uh, Shawnee.
2: Uh, Van Dijk. Keith. Van Dijk.
1: Grizz. Van Dijk. Yeah, I, I I go with that. I think Van Dijk was exceptional yesterday. So Tuesday. Um eleven o'clock. The window's gonna close. There's all sorts going on in the in the transfer window as we've seen over the last couple of days. Nothing's come out really from Liverpool. Klopp said, "If there's one player out there I could find that could better us, um, I'd try to do it. I promise." Um, I think that's a bit of a flippant remark. I think there's loads of players out there that you could try go for. Yeah, that's so, this
2: is what's annoying me, Gav.
1: Go on, I'll let you go first.
2: Like he's turning around saying that there's someone who can come in and he'll absolutely make a difference. There's fucking loads of players. For one, there's Basuma. We could have signed him six weeks ago now i' I'm, I'm happy to I am not in the internet space where there's no middle ground where you have to be absolutely FSG out or FSG in i recognize the good things that they do and have done for the club and the structure that they've put in place, but I do feel there has been times where they haven't really backed the club and like Chris said, we actually don't know whether it's a, a, a congregation of both club Edwards and wherever whoever's paying the bills. But you cannot tell me that we've all we were all in agreement. We played games in the summer, and some of us were signing ten players. Now okay. it was tongue, Keith. it was <laughs> no, but it was tongue, it was tongue and cheek stuff. But you yeah. could actually, you could have looked at it and broke it down and said, you could actually probably, you could actually probably do that if you started your business now. Now we've made one signing. We've bought Canate. Now that was a signing that should have been made in January. All right, so we got him anyway. Now. The thing is, it's th- this thing whether you're going to go away from your first choice. I get that, Gav. I get that. But it's not like we need someone to go in there and be absolute nailed on starters. We can afford to buy a player who will grow into the position. Like a basuma, all right? For example, just for example, I, I use basuma as a midfielder. You're looking at a forward. We could have got a mallet. We could have got a Mallon for the money and paid for him. Now, I don't care who his agent is. There's plenty of other players around. Now, I understand this homegrown quota shit, but that's gone out the window because security gone. We should have had deals lined up. We need players in. You do need to supplement the squad. And I do agree with you. We can challenge with the squad that we have, but we're relying massively on luck.
1: Yeah, you're, think, re- you're, relying,
2: hmm. you're relying on your core 14 to 13 players playing eight being available 85 to 90% of the time. Now, I get that. I think we're fine at centre-back now. I don't see an issue with the centre-backs because I don't think the long-term ones will play. There's definitely an issue in the midfield and there's definitely a mission, uh, an issue in the front line because we don't have many game changers. We don't have someone who comes in and changes the way we play in the last 20 of a game. Somebody who, that's what we do not have. And like Keith said, Chris, Bobby's out now for, what, four to five weeks, let's say, what do we do? And we, and I, I could understand if nobody was spending money and you look at this, there is clubs now, I'll exclude City. And I'll exclude Chelsea. And and do you know what? I'll even exclude United. Because they're playing a different sport at the moment in terms of the money they have readily available to spend. But we should be able to get deals done. I don't understand where It's this push from Bro... And I'm not one of these people that says, FSG are pushing this out, pushing that out. I don't think FSG tell James Pearce, any of them fucking cronies, a job. I don't even think that they leak stuff to them to pour out to create perceptions. I think that's all done with. Because it's all guessing games. They're talking about all oh, the big summer, the big summer. The only people that are saying this is these journalists. It's not FSG. They're not releasing statements. They're running the club. It should be where it should be run. And I get that. All right. But I don't want FSG out because they're fucking brilliant owners and they're doing ex- on the pitch, off the pitch, they're doing exactly what needs to be done. But they need the fucking back club. Let's be honest. Let's call it a spade a spade. They need to back them. And a turn around, club torn around saying, We don't need this. We fucking do. We do need, we need a midfielder and we need a forward.
3: Yeah, but I'm that's sure. the confusing. Yeah, but that's the confusing yeah. and, and the conf, confliction of, of what they're saying of interest. Like, I totally agree with everything you said, except at the end where you're saying they have to back Klopp. Klopp's got to fucking back them.
2: And free world, I didn't say that. I don't care if you don't sign players. Gab will back me up here. I've been consistent the whole time. I tell people to relax their cacks because I was thinking they will do the business. I was sure they'd do the business. Genuinely. I was just, I was thinking to myself, we definitely bring at least one more. Yeah,
1: me and you are... Me and you are... I'm like, probably oh, and the was of us here am saying... You can are,
2: watch... Every single podcast back. I fucking hate transfers. I can't wait until the window is closed. Yeah, you I do you it. do
1: hate all this shit, but I think the but four does, of us have been consistent it, in the fact that we thought after Canada there would be two more. Two no,
2: it, it doesn't no. mean that it's not a necessity, right? So I I always told to myself, they will get the business done. <laughs> the window closes on the 31st of August. And I did, but I'm thinking now, there's not a there's not a sausage in the media about who we're looking at, and there's nothing. The window closes in two days. I'd say the likelihood model, the likelihood is now is that we don't do the business. And for me, that's not good enough because I'll put my hand up and I'll say, yeah, I was wrong. Or, I, I thought they'd do the business. And the one thing I said to Gav, if they don't do the business, then questions do need to be asked. Chris, That's all can, I said. Can I, can can I, can I just I,
3: answer the legacy summer? Because obviously that's been the key word of the, of the summer. <sighs>
1: Yeah. Okay. Right?
3: Everyone saying leg- legacy summer. So now there's so, no uh, luck involved at all. Legacy- <laughs> exactly. No leg. <laughs> tell me it's not. Tell me it's not been a legacy summer. <laughs> not the t- one we were t- saying. T- <laughs> not the one we were saying. I said legacy summer because I truly believed that this is what needed to be done in terms of creating a new spine. And so, for example, leave the Mbappe stuff out of it, right? We bought in Kanate. The first midfielder that we were absolutely linked with, and I said it as well, Basuma. So that would have been two young, up and coming players that would have been part of this new spine that I was referring to when I said legacy summer, right? You can get the violins out probably, Like you know, I'm explaining here at 11 o'clock in the night. And then someone like Marlin who's 22, 23, probably, I think something like that, someone else to come in. And that's your three that create a new spine. And that start the new legacy. And if they don't, absolutely questions have to be asked. So I'm not gonna suddenly change it, my my opinion, and just because they haven't done it. Now, what we're trying to establish, what we're trying to chat between mates, like we are, we're trying to discuss and analyze why this hasn't happened. Is it yeah. FSG not pulling in the funds, or is it Jürgen Klopp saying I'm not interested in. New that's what players, I, But that's that's, that's, no what I want, can... that's what I want. Well, that. That's but what I want. But we can't. We can't no tell, Gav. It. It's, it's, it's very confusing because if you. But that's what I wanted to ask
1: you, Chris. Like, you know, you will get people that are just fucking so frustrated at the owners,
3: right? I will tell you what, the frustration right? is. No, no, no. We no just be, let, let me quickly, finish. Let me finish. One small and then thing. I, one small please. thing. One small thing. We will be. You know, Shaunie said uh, about not enough business. If we don't bring in another player. Us and Newcastle are the only teams that have brought in one player. Us and who? Newcastle. And we all know what everyone thinks of their owners.
1: Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, well, but alike, I, want, I want to ask you, and this is what I'm saying. You're getting people that are usually frustrated with the owners, right? Because they see, like... The way I look at it is, I, I say to myself, I, I think we need two players. And what I need, what I mean by that is, if we want to compete on the fronts, like we've seen the Champions League draw the other day, we're we going to get a little bit, some fans get frustrated at the fact that we just disregard um, domestic competitions, cup-wise, and with the league. Now, I've said it earlier in the show, I, th- I still think Liverpool have enough to win a league title with the squad they have. But if we want to compete on all these fronts, I think we need to bring two in, Right. And then I just and, and that's me. I say we think we need to bring. Um, if Tuesday night comes, I'll say to myself, I don't think they've done enough there. Now I can't honestly tell you, hand on heart, with any sort of knowledge or information, who has made that decision. And this is what I'm trying to get get accurate.
2: We'll never know that.
1: No, we'll never we never know that. But but this we're are, all in,
2: we were all in agreement here that two minimum. Was yeah,
1: needed. but but this, now, this but this is the question I want to ask. And, and and I'll put it to you, Grizz, and then I'll come to you, Keith, right, to get your opinion on, on, on the whole thing. But the question I'm trying to say to you is, Grizz, do we have to take Klopp at face value when he says, you know, I'm happy with the squad, blah, 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 or do we look at it and do we say to ourselves, because I, I I will genuinely on Wednesday morning, we've saw nobody going, we can do the league, but I can't see us doing the two big competitions. Do we have to take Klopp at face value, or do we have to look at it and go, listen, this is just town alone line here.
2: Yeah, what I do
3: you think th- he might
2: be? Is, uh, fucking, that's a tough question, Geoff.
3: Well, that's from here for you That's a tough question because we know what Klopp's done for us and what he brings to us to our lives and what he's done for Liverpool as a club. But he's but if if it's if it's Klopp towing the line, he's put himself under huge pressure this season for no reason, in my opinion, because if he, if, if if it's Klopp's decision to go with what he's got. And that's what he's saying in every press conference. And he's not just saying it, lads. Let's call a spade as a spade. He's not just saying it. He's emphatically saying it. He's emphasising it and when get, he says it, yeah. He's emphasising and get visibly agitated. Like, you know how Sean he gets agitated about transfers? Klopp's doing that. He's getting stopped. And, and he's been doing it since his time here. Emphasising about, I don't care about transfers. I just want to bring up my players, coach them, make them better. We can use the crowd. We can use our unity. We get get all that because that's the man he is. And that's the man who's in charge of Liverpool. And that's the man who's brought us success. But, but we're now at a stage and we've all agreed, it's not only me, we've all agreed, even the most FSG man in, Mr. Keith Blankett, or, you know, others, you know, we've all said that now there needs to be a Liverpool 2.0. Eventually, in the next three years, this team won't be still winning league titles and competing for all the all the titles by the end of his contract. By the time his end, contract ends, now is he doesn't he care about that stage? Because that's the question I'm going to put to him. If I was ever a chance to ask Klopp anything, it would be you do need to build for this, for the future. So, are we saying next summer we need to bring in five players suddenly? Are we actually going to do that? Are we ever going to do that under this ownership and under this coach? Because of not not doing enough in one window again. We're already, in my opinion, I've always said it, we're two windows behind. But three a window, two, three a window, is how you do planning for the future. This is very bad planning, in my opinion, if nothing happens.
1: It's a a strange one. Um, Like Darius Hoyt says, and I... uh, (laughs) He says um we're at the stage where fans are calling Klopp Wenger two simply because of um the perceived restrictions around spending. You know, somebody else asked there, are we are we not making enough of the COVID losses? I I did see something in the echo today, hundred and twenty million million. But but Do
3: you remember the do you remember the Venga yeah, chat? There's in the, all, in our, all, in WhatsApp. Do you remember yeah, but our WhatsApp, the the chat? Yeah, the but German the thing is,
1: But the thing <laughs> is like I get that, Some, I do get part of that where you go, look, they've lost a, a shitload of money, right? And people would say, but this club and that club and that club are spending, spending, spending. Well, three of them are Chelsea, City and, and United, and like Shani said, they play a different game than everybody else, but there's others around us spending. Now, the argument against that would be, well, Liverpool have always done this, they spend what they earn, and they don't go above that, they, they keep themselves absolutely stable, and... Me and Sean, spoke a length about it in January going, look, you need to step away from that at some stage because I believe the structure they have, right, which is admirable and works and doesn't put your club in debt and doesn't put you at risk and is very self-sufficient, it's very difficult to rebuild a side, especially if you're looking to get high prices on players and in order to sign players, unless you're willing to sign... Sell your biggest stars to try rebuild, and that's not a rebuild for me. That's that's just madness in my opinion. You're trying to keep hold of these best players, and they've signed contracts with really, 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 really good players. And we're probably expecting Henderson and Salah to come. And people sarcastically have said Henderson will <laughs> be announced tomorrow, and Salah on Tuesday. You know the sort of way. Uh, I get the argument for and against spending a lot of money. I do. I genuinely do. You can put COVID losses down. You can put stability down. But then at the same time, you can turn and go. Like Grace said, when you get the next summer, right? When you get the next summer, a Milner's definitely not going to be playing for me. I, I can't see him being an anyway regular, right? And you start looking at players around it. Like, you get the next summer, and you can't tell me Minamino's there in the squad. Arrigi's there in the squad. Do you know what I mean? And, and a couple Kate of others. Ox. Yeah, you know, not even to Ox. Maybe, maybe one of those. You know what I mean? Arrigi. And then you're saying to yourself, well, they all have to go. And for them to go, you need to bring in quality. And how do you do it based on the way you've done it so far? The only option, and that's where I get people's frustration, get is because you look at it and you go, they'll sell Salah for one hundred and twenty million quid, and they'll bring three forty million pound players in, and that's one another one out, but they've got three in instead of you know getting rid of these four or five that they don't need. We
2: shouldn't, to, we shouldn't have to sell Salah, this,
1: but this is what I am saying, Johnny. This is where people get frustrated with why isn't there a bit of not only what we need for this season, it's about forward planning. And what I'm saying is, you have to take a hit at some stage. It's admirable trying to keep a club solid and on a financial basis, where you go, we're not in any debt and we're not in any risk.
2: I'm going to tell you what I think it is. But it's admirable. know that the Super League is coming in. Yeah, but just just let me finish for a minute.
1: Just let me finish for a minute. It's admirable what they're doing, but I think they're they're running into a bit of a cul-de-sac here for me, just a little bit. And I'm not, I'm not asking FSG to go out and spend 200 million between now and Tuesday. That's fucking ridiculous. What I'm saying is, even if they look at their their losses over the year and they say to themselves, look, we're going to have to put 50 or 60 million quid down here. We're going to have to. And all right, we're taking it now and it's going to hurt. But next summer, instead of trying to sign five, we're only signing, sign two or three. And we forward planned. And I've said it all summer your midfielder should definitely be a midfielder that can challenge him before we're planning and most definitely your striker should be there. and I just can't I just see and I could be wrong they could just pull off a fucking miracle I don't know but I just see especially when you come to next summer regardless of what happens this season I see them going and Klopp looking at a massive bottleneck in this squad a massive bottleneck
3: what I want to ask and I know Keith probably wants to jump in I'm so sorry Keith just one yeah. last point what is what is what is what is the role of Michael Edwards in this and the scouts? Like yep. what? What's his job? Like, what's he done well, then? What's he been paid I
2: said for? this and I got lashed over. I yeah. said this what, and I got lashed over. Oh yeah. going it. Away he with.
3: All, you might as well furlough but, him then. You might as well follow him. He's getting
2: away with murder, I think.
3: Yeah.
0: I think I, I like, that's right. I think it's either FSG or Klopp, but no one's mentioned Michael Edwards. He's, he's not selling players well anymore, and that's probably the market that's that's affecting that. You know what I mean? We're not able to to get. And I'm not on about the likes of a and all that. I, still, I think Klopp is too loyal to these guys. I'm on about the squad players taking too long or taking too much of a hit. I think Edwards is probably getting away a bit as well. It's 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 on it's, it's it's hard. Look, I'm not an FSG cheerleader. I just. Think they're a good ownership group. I think you know they've brought us success, how far they can go. I just think we ignore a lot of the things Klopp says and think it's all uh, he's only saying that. I, I don't think Klopp wants um loads of big signings. I think he wants reinforcements. But I think he says, right, whether it's a £50 million pound player or it's a 10 million pound player, I want a player. And I think fans, we jump to the conclusions they having a shit um, a shit transfer window. I don't really give a shit about a transfer window until the end of the season. I think you judge your transfers at the end of the season. If you win the league, happy days. If you don't, but the lads are right what they're saying. You have to future plan. You have to be bringing in players. And Maybe, maybe they're not looking at a midfielder because of Harvey Elliott. Maybe Harvey Elliott is now the midfielder that they're saying, right, we don't need to buy a midfielder. Harvey Elliott is That's now a crazy. central well, midfield I, option. I know it'll be all right but, with that. But I had him as a forward option. So I think we need a forward. Yeah, they probably have him as well, free,
1: well, free words, But yeah. well, Free World says there, right? And we'll finish up now in a second. But Free World says there, and he makes a good point. Maybe Edwards has no budget to work with. So he's actually. He uh, hold on. Maybe he doesn't. Because that's why he's actively not looking to get rid of player A, B, and C. Because he's no budget to do anything with it if he does. Right. Like, but there's so many scenarios here that we, that we don't know. And we're only yeah, here to discuss it. We're not, we're not, we're not my, spouting facts. My issue. We're not spouting facts. Discussion. Yeah,
2: exactly. My issue with Edwards is he talk about like why didn't we get Haaland from Salzburg? why, why weren't we on Bellingham from Birmingham? Why we Why weren't we? United was showing them around Carrington and all. So we went and you can actually see now we, we get that lad from Newcastle. They are actually doing what Real Madrid doing after Neymar. Remember Real Madrid literally just bought every single Brazilian that had any yeah. ounce of talent. Because he was just saying, right, well, we're not gonna miss the next Neymar. They got K Garden from Derby. He was everyone in the, and he he looks brilliant. Yeah, Don't he, get is wrong. Good he, look, he looks
3: he looks really
2: 68. good. But they snapped him up from from Derby because there was teams all over Germany looking at him. And it was the same with this lad from Newcastle. So they're yeah. afraid to miss out on them ones. His scouting should be better. We should have got we should have got Basuma from where did he come from? Lille or Rent? Where, where did he come from? Then, I think. Yeah. So, no. We we aren't we looking at them then. Do you know what I mean? Why why is this this an in- incessant need then to have to go and say, oh, well, we're gonna cause we're not gonna pay fucking 100 million for Jude Bellingham. I don't care who was no, I, no. we're just not gonna do it. We won't I don't do think it so unless I think- we sell fucking unless we sell someone on and the money is there to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, I like I said, I actually don't have an axe to grind with FSG, but they just need to backclop here because they're not bad owners. This is that model. That model is failing them at this moment in time. But the one thing I will say, and this will be the last thing I say, Gav, we go on about what Klopp says and what he doesn't say. I, Klopp will never say a bad word. Klopp was visibly rattled in January. And you could tell he was screaming out for a centre half. And they gave him Kabak and Davies. And when, like, he was kind of like talking about Davies in the Oaks, saying, well, I, look, I never seen him play. They just told me he's coming.
1: Well, Indy, like, B, Indy, B, Indy B says, not being funny, but you boys sound like you're throwing the toys out of the pram because we've drawn a game against no. Chelsea. No, Indy B no let l- l- no let me let me answer that because we get accused at, to- at times not at times, we could get accused quite a lot of being FSG apologists. We don't discuss FSG enough. We don't criticize enough. We don't quest not criticize, not we don't question enough. And what we're trying to do here tonight is we're not oh, I don't think anyone. Do well, no, they
3: literally
1: do that. I, I don't think. I don't think we're screaming, kicking, and screaming. What we're trying to look at is every different scenario. with regards to Liverpool, looking forward, looking back on this summer, and towards the the window closing on Tuesday, and saying, "Well, if he didn't do that, why? And it, is it FSG? Is it Klopp? Is it Michael Edwards? Is it the market? Is it the losses? Whatever. We're not. We we aren't here. We aren't the gospel, right? We don't. No. When we what we say isn't a hundred percent absolute fact because we don't we don't we, we this is a show about opinions so we're trying to give opinions on why is that happening why is that ha- could that be happening and we're trying to be as fair to everybody that has any opinion on whether it's club players um chief executives wherever they might be owners we're trying to give people as fair as a picture as we can, and that's why all different comments are being thrown in there tonight. All different opinions and stuff like that. And there's people in the chat that don't agree with each other, and that's absolutely fine. It's all about opinion, but we're just trying to look at it in in a sense of the whole. The window doesn't um, hinge on a, on a result against Chelsea. Like if if we'd have beaten Chelsea three one there yesterday, I'd be having this conversation tonight. Same Regardless, questions. you know same, the sort same of the way. Um, but it's 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 just it's it's a very strange one for me and. I worry a little bit about competing on all fronts w- with this squad. I think we can compete on one of the major nah, um, things. I think we can.
2: Alex about they don't like I guarantee club gets an, an objective football. list at the start of the season the, the FA Cup and the Carabao doesn't even No, no, I, I,
1: no what I mean is what I mean is the, the two big competitions. I think it's yeah. hard with that squad to rot- even with a bit of rotation. I think it's hard to, to But push even with both. that
3: thinking lads, even with that thinking we pride ourselves often of being the, the the trophy winners like the leaders of the trophy winners if we carry on negating the FA Cups and the League Cups how long before other teams start catching up to us like the Man City's and the Chelsea's who do take these cups seriously so we yeah, but they can you know, play
2: bleeding two squads three squads you have, to, City yeah, have sure, three squads they have a squad we, for can, you
3: know, we 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 have to build up towards that though. Yeah but
2: we, we can, have can, that's we the can whole compete company. with them and that ends, Chris
3: No, financially we can't, but we were based on smart scouting, smart analysis of players, recruitment of players. Why has that suddenly stopped? It seems. I I just, overall... And I think the Super, and I think Shawnee's point about the Super League is absolutely relevant. It's very, very relevant and prominent. Still in the background, that's
2: happening, whether you like it or not. You can show up and you can protest all you want. It's happening because it's... They, would, they will deal with what they want. They're starting to get all these clearances now from FIFA and CAS. It's going to happen. It's going to be repackaged. It's going to be the same show they tried to sell us all last year. But uh, look more fair. But, uh, yeah, it will be an open competition. But look, 99% of the time, you're not going to get these big 12 out of competition. And they're all yeah. banking on it. Mm. They're all banking on it.
1: Well, before we go, eh, my last question. Tuesday <laughs> by 11 o'clock. Um will Liverpool still have the same squad in place for you? Uh ins or outs. Um Keith, I'll come to you first.
0: No. I think we'll bring one in. One in. Ever the optimist. I think we'll bring one in. I think I'll be an attacking player. And I think we'll bring one in. And I think we will possibly lose one. And I think it'll be Minamino.
1: Okay, no worries. Shawnee, squad the same? Outs, ins? What do you think?
2: Yeah, it's gonna be the same. I can't see it happening. Okay, maybe maybe my literally nah 24 or
1: 48 hours to go now. Yeah, yeah,
2: nah, Phillips, there's not. There's, there's nothing, Gav, there's no murmurings of anything.
1: Okay, no worries, Grizz. Same squad, any ins, any outs for you?
3: Yeah, I reckon we'll have about two two outgoings, okay, and we'll have a, we'll have a forward coming in.
1: Okay, um, I think we'll do one and I, I'm with Keith I think Minamino might be the man to be to be sacrificed because Diva Garigi just looks like he's having a great time doing football so um, <laughs> I think that, that'll
0: reward, i yeah. telling you, it's the reward for the goal in the Champions League it's like we kept all the storage Moreno, Degsy, all these lads, for a long time Adam Lalana and let contracts run down or when they wanted to live and asked look I need to play first team football, Shakiri wanted mm. to go and play first team football they, they move them on. They won't just sell. Like, we we all think, we're, I, guess, well, I know we want to finish up, but we all think as fans, Divock Origi, uh, Shawnee said it earlier, does his head in, you know what you're going to get from him, which is fairly fucking little. We, the club doesn't think like us. Club, I think, would leave him sitting there and let him go. Unless Divock Origi goes and once says, look, I'm going to go and play football because I'm a footballer and I'm not scratching my arse around here. There's four keepers on the bench this week and I'm not on it what's going on unless he does that I think he stares and sees out his contract so I think yeah will, um and yeah. one in it's
1: one of those Chris Brack says frustrating weekend for the Reds men draw one all the women lose one nil um, Chris has done a couple of shows on the women um, mm-hmm. side of things in the last couple Fair of days. Play. Go and check them out. Um we're trying our best to promote the women's team this season. And Chris is uh, heading that up for us this season. So make sure you go and check them out, support them, follow them on, on social media and stuff like that. A lot of effort has gone into it. So go and do that. Um, Sienna Steps, please don't forget that. Link in the description. You can go to, if you type Sienna Steps in, Sienna Steps, go for me into Google. You'll find it. If you want to donate there, we're doing our best for her as well. And if you want to buy a virtual ticket for Anfield, the link is. In the description. Shawnee, anything else before we go?
3: No, all good, Calf. You good? All good.
1: Happy? All right, good stuff. Grizz, anything else before we go?
3: No, that's that's enough for one night.
1: Okay, good stuff.
3: Yeah, that sounds fair.
1: Uh Keith, anything else before we go?
0: Uh quick one. Um, me little sister had a baby this morning and okay. um, little okay. fella had to go for a little operation straight away. So any uh little prayers out there? Have a little uh prayer for the little fella. He's not not serious like hopefully, but yeah. Okay. In case okay. they're watching. I'll okay. Does he have off. a name? Senon.
1: Senon. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what a name. Um, Senon. Right.
2: All the best to Sennin. Anyway.
0: All the Keep best to Yes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Nice way. Um, nice way to end that show. Um rest of the week forum is on tomorrow. Uh we've a transfer deadline day. We Just drink cans and just pretend we're not well, we won't be signing anyone. <laughs> uh, so we just have a nice time on Tuesday. If you want to join us for a can and juice you know, join us. I think we're going to Yellow to toy run, in
0: a yellow for, dress.
1: Yeah, about nine o'clock. Um about nine till half eleven. I think we're gonna run for a little while on, on Tuesday night and have a bit of crack as well. Um Wednesday is the midweek fix with Jamie, Thursday is carnage with Grizz, Friday is sports unplugged with Avi and nothing on Saturday. I mean you'll be back Sunday. it's it's international week, isn't it? Mm. In, oh bro. i can feel <laughs> a, i can feel a quiz coming on i can well, feel a quiz coming on lovely um right that's it oh and people have asked about me and andy having a random chat if it's how long is this international break two, two weeks
0: three so just
3: we saw someone about playing again okay yeah, but, but then might, only one weekend the we next might, weekend will be back we
1: might, get, um, we might get me and Andy in for a random chat at some stage next week. And we'll see how it goes. Right, that has been the Fatback 4. Thanks to Grace. Thanks to Shani. Thanks to Keith. Thanks to everyone in the chat. It's been very, very good. And some are FSG in, some are FSG out. Some are like, telling Klopp to do this. Some are saying it's grand. And that's what it's all about. Loads nice. of different opinions and loads of different angles and things. And it was really, really good. Talk to you in a bit. Over now.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.